in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the splendid Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> well, I feel splendid. I would say that's a good way to describe you, actually. Splendid? Glenn. Really? Of all of the ways that I have described you on this podcast, I would say that you're a very splendid guy. Well, thank you. I you're very even-keeled. You know, you're very... Uh, you don't really get too high, too low. Always got a good attitude about things, no matter what. Wow. Say that, that all in all, you're very splendid. If I was from England, I would say you're you're very splendid. Cheerio! Wow, you're a very splendid chap, Lynn. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. That was uh, mm-hmm. that's high praise. I would say so, man. I, re- I don't think I've ever referred to somebody as being splendid. Wow, that's yeah. I don't that's think a... I've ever used that to, to describe somebody. But speaking of things uh, that people don't uh, use to describe something, um, <clears throat> we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is hard to describe. Mm. I would say it's a splendid site. It keeps getting more splendid, I feel. I feel like it is, too. It's, it's kind of like the earth. It mm. evolves over time. <laughs> Whoa. Wait a minute. Look, God created the earth in seven days. Yes. Um, we created Gentleman in three days. Three? <laughs> so Three? It was more like... More like one and a half. So, look, I'm not trying to compare us <laughs> to the big man or anything like that, but I'm just saying... Uh, you know, I don't know. Wow. Um, draw from that what you will. Draw from that what you will. Um, but anyway. Our lawyers are going to be... Uh, our lawyers, our spiritual advisors. <laughs> our, um, lots of people are going to be up in arms about yep. that comment. Yeah, Maybe I should put that on the cutting room floor. Hey, you know what? You know what, Brian? This is what I say. Actually, this is what P.T. Barnum once said. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you write about me in the papers. Just make sure you spell my name right. That's right. And any publicity is still publicity, bro. <laughs> so we'll take it at this point. You know what I mean? That's a, that, that's like the... Uh, a, uh, I think I just pulled the John Lennon uh, thing there. <laughs> it's like where he, uh, you know, he did that whole thing where he said he was the Beatles were bigger, bigger than, than God. Bigger than Jesus. Or bigger than Jesus, yeah. I'm not trying to claim that. Yeah. He never lived that one down, did he? No, I don't think so. I don't so. think he cared. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> well, anyway, Glenn, uh, let's ignore that whole comment that I just made. I'm sure I'll be making an apology for it next week. Formal apo- misogynist website, gentlemen. <laughs> Post apology about <laughs> being bigger than God. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, so anyway, the, the, point, the point that I was trying to get to, Glenn. Mm. Look, I was misunderstood. You were. That, was, that was completely misunderstood. Taken out of what, context. What I was trying to say was God created the earth, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, with that help, with yep. God's help, we created gentlemen. There we go. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it's all, it's like a high five to you. Yeah. To, the, to, to God. Thanks for helping us create gentlemen. Um, and if that sounds interesting to you. You should go to a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, on Gentleman.com, it's going to be a very fulfilling and rewarding experience. Heavenly. Heavenly. I might 
That's <laughs> you know um, <laughs> divine. It's a, it's a great site, Glenn. It's a great site. It is. Uh, we there's there's mainly content. Our our members uh, and you can be one too. Yes. Post uh, links mm-hmm. to things that they deem as manly. That's true. And the community weighs in. Right. Sometimes they throw tomatoes. Yes. Sometimes they laud with uh, mustache votes. Yes. Um, so you know it's a tightrope, but uh, it's 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 a you know a perilous thing to post something. You never know the reaction you're going to get. That's right. Will they, you know, pull up the pitchforks and run you off? Will they, you know, put you on their shoulders and chant Rudy? Well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of one of those questions. Like, what what kind of a person are you? Are you, are you going to man up? Are you going to put your post out there? That's right. Are you just going to sit there and watch? Mm-hmm. Are you going to sit on the sidelines? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to get on the field? Get in the game. That's right. Um, and so you can get in the game right. by... Mm. Uh, joiningentleman.com yep. joiningentleman.com clicking on things liking things liking things and also getting in touch with the gentleman podcast mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing I mean that's how you prove you're a real tough person but but if you're listening right now you've already taken that first big step that's right you're mm-hmm. listening that's right you're in you're listening right now it's time to now it's time to act right now it's time to act this and... is the hard sell from Brian and I <laughs> go back and listen to every episode <laughs> <laughs> No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Seriously, don't. Uh, that would be a bad idea. That would be a, that would be bad. That would be give give them a false impression of um, of, of it probably caused mental trauma. That's true. Um, but what you can do mm. is you can go to gentleman.com, You can uh, be a part of our community, mm. and you can also get in touch with the gentleman podcast. Mm. This is the ultimate step. Uh, Glenn, you know about Scientology, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know of it. Yes. Well, I am an expert in Scientology. You are. And uh, apparently there's all these levels of things that you can do. Yeah. And, you know, and at the highest consciousness <laughs> level where that you experience, the gentleman at highest consciousness level is uh, is getting in touch with the gentleman podcast. And you do that by sending a letter to P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Um, we slide a briefcase across the table. <laughs> exactly. We ask you some questions. We show you. Yeah. And we, we, we you know, th- good things happen. We tell you what there. gentlemen's all about. Mm-hmm. The high, you'll be enlightened. That's right. You will be. And we'll send you a trinket. That's right. Well, we will send you. <laughs> we'll send you a memento. Um, <laughs> a lot of faith. Uh, based uh, yeah, sorry. This is just, here. I I don't know why. Off the cuff? It just feels like th- this time of the. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Glenn. Uh, so you can get get in touch with the gentleman <coughs> podcast there. You could also send us an email at howdy at gentleman dot com. You could go to Facebook. You could go to Twitter. You could go to Tinder. You could go to uh, hotornot dot com. Um, me and Glenn have good profiles there. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, click hot. Yeah. <laughs> We've been getting a little uh, not. I think we. Th- I think some bots have overtaken the site because yeah. for whatever reason the bots are clicking not, and we are hot. Yeah. So clearly. Uh, anyway, help us out there. Self esteem <laughs> suffering a little bit there. Um, anyway, self esteem is not hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, speaking of uh, not being hot, let's talk about the beer that we just got. Let's. Yeah. Let's cool this down. I'm excited to. <laughs> I'm excited to change the subject. <laughs> this is, we, we've irritated God and Scientologists in the first part of the show. And we uh, Yes, it's true. 
Um, so Glenn, this is a, I went to the store and all of a sudden, you know, like we've talked about so many times before, I'm inundated, and this is not a bad thing, but it kind of is, I'm inundated with Oktoberfest beers. It's an arms race out there. And it's not even September. No. Let alone October. No, it's not. It's, it's August still. And yet everyone's, uh, craft Oktoberfest beers are coming out. Oh yeah. So anyway, uh, I wanted to grab one last gasp of summer before we get into the Oktoberfest beers, which is probably going to be the next episode. We're probably going to start talking about the Oktoberfest beers because every craft brewing company comes out with an Oktoberfest beer. Now we're going to have to t- we're going to, have to check them all out. Mm-hmm. We've got six weeks. We got to check them all out before the Christmas beers come out, which is going to be right around the corner as well. Right. Um, so anyway, Glenn, this is the Garden Party Lager. This is the second part of the trilogy of front porch beers. From Free State, I don't remember the story with the front. Yet. Free State Brewing Company, as you probably should know, is the local Lawrence, Kansas brewer of fine, tasty treats, and um, they are mostly available in the Midwest. I don't know. There's uh, there's some fringe areas out there where you can get Free State beer, uh, but you should check it out. The uh, this is the Garden Party. This is a summer beer. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one, Glenn, as I can tell from your reaction by reading the label. I was just reading the ingredients. Uh, what what don't you like about cool cube, cucumber? Hmm. Uh, fresh basil? Mm-hmm. Spicy juniper berries? Mm-hmm. I mean, come it on. sounds like a great salad. <laughs> Minus the juniper berry. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, well, hey, juniper is good. Juniper is what, you know, the, the base for gin. Oh, oh. the base flavor. That's a good again. point. Yep. Um, you know, cucumbers, like I said, they make a great salad. Okay. Turn them into pickles if you want. Look, I, I, you know, much like my own opening comments, I picked this one because I thought this might be controversial. I think it will be. Yeah. I, I'm just happy that you are picking beers. Like, I, I've, I've taken some chances, some big chances with the goes. Yeah. Um, we've we've had some other, you know... Yeah, you, you stick your neck out there on a regular oh, basis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to see you're, you're, you're coming around and, and doing the same. This is good, though. This is like the last gasp of summer kind of beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, the next time we do the podcast will be September, so we'll yep. be in full swing with the Oktoberfest. That's right. And we'll be loving it. Oh, yeah, we will. Look, I complain about the fact that they bring out the Oktoberfest stuff early, but really, I like it. That's right. What? It's like, oh, man, I can't I can't believe they're playing this song on the radio again. Yeah. And then you listen to it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, or it's like Christmas decorations. Like, oh, I can't believe they're already bringing Christmas stuff out. I'm, like, buying <laughs> all the stuff to like, bring home and decorate my house because I love Christmas. Yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah. So anyway, Glenn, that's that's where we're at here. So why don't we uh, uh, why don't we pop open this Free State Brew and uh, yeah, get you see I'll get you going. going there. The old Garden Party and a this is a some kind of a lager. It smells like basil. Um. Ooh. Man, you could really taste those ingredients in there. You really can. It does taste like basil. <laughs> Just the basil. I've never had a basil beer. It tastes like a margarita pizza. That's yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say like one of those pizza chips, like the yeah. you know, like pizza flavoring chips, <laughs> which doesn't sound really appealing. No, um, doesn't. It's not very. It is actually kind of refreshing. Though. I I actually kind of like this. Mm-hmm. It's not sweet. It's not sweet. It just it's that pizza taste. And you had some me. wine before, didn't you? That no, could be. Oh, I would just a little, a small. Just to cleanse the palate, just to, yeah, <laughs> to make sure my palate was. Good. Uh, I'm just saying that that could that could uh, 
Second influence. To me, it doesn't taste. It's not like that strong, but it, no. it's it, it's good. I, I mean, when I read the ingredients, I was a little worried. This could have um, gone a way different uh, direction. This is good. I like the idea that they have, you know, because Free State has their seasonals and their mainstays. Um, and this is, I think that, I basically get the gist of this, that they created the Front Porch series to just try different stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't meant to be kept around. It was just to, like, try stuff and see yeah. if it worked, you know. So, if you like it, if you don't, no big deal. I've and seen- I w- we, we read the, it was like some Kolsch about two yeah. months ago. <clears throat> yes. And Sorry. it wasn't very good. No, which is hard to do because I love Kolsch. And Kolsch seems like it's hard yeah. to screw up. But, yeah, it's like the, this is kind of their experimental line. Um, and they're definitely experimenting on this one. But I kind of like it. I do, too. It's got a really I, unique flavor. Mm-hmm. It's a good summer beer. But, Brian, it doesn't matter what we think. It's what the MTS, the data that it needs. That's true. That we have to put into it to true. get a cold, hard analysis of what this beer truly is rated at. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, this could be a problem. <laughs> this could be a problem. Because I don't see any information to that effect on uh, on the actual bottle. Well, um, can you give us uh, some information on the uh, the price? Yeah, $8.49. For Perfect. Right down the middle. Um, uh, man, this is a little disgusting, but I burped and it, it, I think I tasted a carrot. <laughs> and I don't think a carrot was on the ingredients. So... But the rabbit is holding the carrot. Okay, so according to the dark, the dark internet, um, the dark web, the alcohol by volume is four and a half percent. That seems about right. Lager. Or the no. IBUs, yeah, the IBUs are unknown, but I would say very low. Yeah. So eight fifty, four and a half percent alcohol. Uh, IBUs are unknown, but I would say on the very low side. So, uh, Glenn, what do you? What would you say for your uh, rating on this beer? I mean, it's always hard to rate these. It really yeah, is. It Deliberate. Is. You know, you think about things. This is even harder because it's. On one hand, I really like it. Yeah. On the other hand, I, f- I have a feeling that once I get to the bottom, I'm going to be sick of it. <laughs> um, and I think it's just because of the weird, the weirdness, the weirdness to it. Yeah. Um. But I would say it is very refreshing, and it's way better than I thought it would be. So yep. I'll give it points for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... All right, let's get a little context here. Our highest rated beer, I think, cracked 9, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Did it go 9.1 or just 9? I think it was like right at 9. Okay. And our lowest <laughs> was our lowest 5. Was abysmal. <laughs> it was below 5. I think it was like a 4. That was the ghost, wasn't it? I believe so. And so it goes. Yeah. Hibiscus goes. All right, so we've got a four and a nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, I would put this closer to like a seven point two. You're gonna say seven point two? Huh? Think it's too low? No. Yeah, seven point two. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I, I think the problem for me is that I just can't. You know, it's a little bit out there. I just can't a drink little, a. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I yeah. I'm trying to think of it in the way that the beer is. Mm-hmm. For what it is, it's true. For a summer beer, it's a unique beer. It is. You're not going to want to drink ten of them. No, nope. you're going to want to drink nine. Um, and yeah, it's a little bit different. So I, my, I would say seven point six. That's where I'm at. With okay, this. that's that. not my favorite beer, but I would definitely reach for this on a after mowing the lawn on a summer day. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean it's a healthy mm-hmm. option. Yeah, it's got cucumbers beer. in it. So healthy. cucumbers and basil. And basil. Yeah. 
And maybe some carrot. So you said 7.2? Yeah, I did. And yep. I said 7.6. Okay. <sighs> okay, mm. Glenn. Well, um, that means it's time for us to plug this into the MTS, the Mustache Scale Computer, mm-hmm. and find out the actual scientific empirical score for this beer based on the proprietary algorithm that we both created. You, you had to... You replaced the fuses this week, did you not? I believe so. Look, it's a complicated machine. So okay. there's obviously there's fuses, there's electronics, there's soldering that goes into this mm-hmm. thing. It's you know, look, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but mm-hmm. it's it's a complicated machine, I, and I'm trying to keep it running. Yeah, just to just to rate the beers, just get us through another episode, one more episode. That's all I ask. <laughs> of the MTS computer, Glenn. Okay, so what we said was uh, eight fifty. Yes. For the price, mm-hmm. uh, four and a half percent alcohol by volume. Yes. We said the IBUs were very low, in fact, almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we can take care of that. Uh, and you said seven point two, and I said seven point six. Mm-hmm. So okay, Glenn, let's uh, sit back for a second and let the MTS do its thing, and then we will report the actual scientific score for the Garden Party Free State beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Glenn, it's uh printing off right now. Okay. Let me grab this thing and uh Okay, it says the MTS says it's a seven point four. Oh, there you go. I was that's about where I thought it would be. Yeah, that seems about right. Oftentimes I know you know you yeah. know, spit something out and I'm like, oh whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Well that's a little bit different than I was whoa. thinking about it. Anyway. So it's a seven point four. So that's the official NPS score for the Garden Party Ale. If you can get a hold of it, you should check it out while you still can. It's summer, it's limited time. You might as well get like this beer. You're never going to be able to get it again, probably. So probably something. Uh, this beer is so. I went over to thebeersnob.com, mm-hmm. and this beer is so rare mm. that it actually it does have a post on beersnob.com, but no official score. Wow. So I think this is the first time that we've done a beer that did not well, have an official. Beer Wait till tomorrow, score. Brian. We know what the score will be tomorrow. Well, look, if you want to get the real score for this, you know where to go. Not beersnob.com. You can go to uh, podcast.gentleman.com mm-hmm. where we will have the actual score. So 7.4 is what the score is. Now that you know the score, let's get on some tax, Brian. Okay, sounds good. These are some posts added to Gentleman in the last two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, we Just a little reminder, we go every other week now on the podcast... Yep. Um, in case you haven't noticed, we weren't there last week. But yes, every other week, new revised schedule allows Brian and I to do things, you know, <clears throat> to ex- on, on gentlemen. Expand new horizons. For example, quick example, Brian, before we get into the tax, mm-hmm. uh, this week we pushed out a feature on when you add a comment and you link to a YouTube video right. or an image on Imager or anything like that, a SoundCloud file, boom, mm-hmm. it displays in line right. with the comment. Right. So, things like that. And we're working on other cool stuff. We are. So, um, anyway, Glenn. Yeah, let's get into some of the stuff that we got posted let's, in the last two weeks. Let's do it. All right. So. so, first up, we have a post by the effervescent Razorback. Hmm. And he has posted from the website known as Mashable <clears throat> an article titled, Tinder Troll is Winning Over Ladies by Stealing Forrest Gump's Life Story. Mm-hmm. And... You read, you read the title, and it is everything that it is. The article is everything that it, the title says. Right. Um, it really does what it says on the tin, but 
I found it hilarious. Once you actually start reading the conversation between this guy, Blake, 24, right, uh, who's ex-military, mm-hmm. and his hobbies include long-distance running, football, ping-pong, and shrimp fishing. Right. Uh, anyway, there's a there's a, a long back and forth between uh, Blake and um, uh, a, a female who is... Redacted. Uh, redacted, obviously. Um, but uh, the, the article goes to show screen grabs of all the conversation. And, and it is epic, Brian. It's basically this guy is... I mean, the, the, the profile is pretty funny. You know, like, it says he's trying to put himself out there after trying to get over his childhood sweetheart. Uh, he <laughs> spends his weekends mowing his expansive lawn, making small talk with people at the bus stop. And uh, so clearly he's trolling, which is awesome. Uh, but this, it sounds like, as far, as far as we can tell, this girl totally buys it. Yes. And it, it's, it's, it's funny because you don't think about what a great, uh, dating profile Forrest Gump has. He's living off the money he sold his, his shrimp boat business for, you know, so there's the money aspect of it. He's got an expansive lawn that he mows all the time. He's mm-hmm. got a son. <clears throat> his wife passed away, unfortunately, you know, so he's a lonely bachelor, with tons of money at a huge house. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- let me let me summarize this by saying that the girl is having a instant message with Blake, and Blake is in full on um, Gump Forrest mode. Gump character. So every question he asks, he responds as if he's Forrest Gump. If it's a question about you know what happened to his girlfriend, oh she passed away. Um, how old's your son? Oh, he's three years, three years old now. Uh, the one I love is, uh, she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry about your, your, your wife passing away. You know, yeah. Everything. Yeah. And he goes on about, you know, he, he takes the kid to the bus stop every day, you know. Oh, you sound like a great father. And Blake replies, I try to be, most days I just stay at home and watch over the house and mow the lawn. <laughs> and lately I haven't had too much work because of the proceeds from my family shrimp fishing company. <laughs> And the girl just keeps going with all these questions. Yeah. It just never misses a beat. Well, it, it works pretty well, I think, as a dating profile, Forrest Gump. I mean, you sound like a pretty good guy, you know? You got this young son you're carrying after. You got the 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 wife that passed away, and you've got all the riches from your shrimp boat adventure. Uh, and, and he's that's, only 24, and he's ex-military And well. that's all he has to say about that. Yeah, football, <laughs> uh, all this stuff. Ping pong, Army Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, great, uh, great post, great idea. I would like to see, um, I would like to see more of these yes. Tinder conversations, like a Batman one or something. Yeah, Batman or mm-hmm. Joker. Yeah. Oh gosh, what else could you do? You could do, you know, the, the sky's the limit, right? Indiana Jones or something, you know, <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I guess it'd probably have to be like a lesser known character to probably get away with it or something. Yeah, I, I'm guessing there's going to be a Tumblr blog about this now. Yeah, at some well, point, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, great concept. I don't know if it's real or not. I'm not sure. But let's just let's just use the internet glasses, put them on, yep, and pretend that it's Drink real. Drink the Kool Aid, exactly. Pretend that it's real. Let's just say it's real because it's more fun that way. Anyway, speaking of things that are more fun when they're real. Um, this is another post by Razorback, our mm. good buddy Razorback, who posts awesome stuff on Gentleman.com. So much stuff that he has got consecutive packs on the podcast. Um, and this one's all about a... This one's called... Let me 
Let me just say this. The title of this one is The World's Oldest Message in a Bottle Washes Up in Germany After 108 Years at Sea. Mm. Um, And this is a story about 108 years ago. There was a man that was working for... His name was George Parker Bitter. He's the president of the Marine Biological Association in Plymouth. He was was trying to do some studying on deep currents... Um, and he decided that he would release over a thousand messages in a bottle in the North Sea. But the, the responses that he got from these bottles would tell him more about the ways that the currents flow in the North Sea. He had theories about them, and he was trying to prove different things. Anyway, one of these bottles, one of these a thousand bottles, uh, washed up on the shore. Hmm. They found the bottle. They took the message out, and it said, if you find this message, return it to the Marine Biological Association. So they looked it up. The couple looked it up. They got the message. They looked it up, and the Marine Biological Association still existed 108 years later. And uh, so they they returned the message to them, and, and it turns out that uh, they still existed. They, they, they Once in a while, they still get these messages, but it's been several years since they've gotten the last one. And... They think that it's the oldest message in a bottle that's been recovered and returned to the original sender. So yeah, they they uh, they said that it, they're actually going for the Guinness World Record, mm-hmm. and I think the second oldest bo- uh, message in a bottle is like ninety nine years old or something mm-hmm. along those lines. So they've got it by a solid eight nine years, yeah, uh, which is pretty impressive. But yep. the other thing to note about this is that it was actually so I, I was. You know, you, you read about this guy and his method for, you know, trying to figure out the depths and everything of the mm-hmm. sea by messages in a bottle. Right. And at first I was like, at first I, I was thinking, I was like, that's pretty dumb. Like, but I think it was because of, you know, you think about, you know, we can use GPS trackers, mm-hmm. you know, or, or depth finders on like fishing boats to figure this, right. you know, kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then I got to thinking about, you know, the, the constraints of the time period. Right. Pretty Probably genius, a, actually. Probably uh, also budgetary right. constraints. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what their budget I was. I have to build but... a GPS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other interesting thing about this is that... So you think about him releasing a thousand bottles. Mm-hmm. And they said most of them were returned like within months hmm. of the ones that they got back. Yeah. So hardly any of them took decades. And so this is completely... Unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I really like the, the last part of it is that the uh, the note... That she received in the in the bottle promised a shilling in right. return for ret- for returning this to the uh, the sender. So the Marine Biological Association in the yeah. UK uh, actually found a shilling that they bought somewhere. I think it was eBay. Yeah, <laughs> and sent along with a thank you letter for returning it to him. So pretty cool. Yeah, good ending. Yeah, it is. It's I think we need to this whole message in a bottle concept. I think we need to do something like that on the internet. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not tracking. Well, maybe, like, you have this repository of, like, say, email addresses, and that's the C. And you cast, you you write a message, and you cast it out there. Mm -hmm. And then there's an algorithm to, like, say, at some certain point, somebody randomly is going to get this message. Mm. And it might be tomorrow, it might be 10 years from now. Okay. I don't don't know what I would say. (laughs) I... It sounds like spam. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just it's less it's less frequent spam, basically. Ooh. It's like one time spam. Oh well, then I would say uh, you should buy this, buy this thing. 
Yeah, unsubscribe from our spam list. <laughs> you will never receive a message like this ever again. Yeah. Actually, it would probably be something along the lines of, I am a Nigerian prince, and uh, if you could just do me the solid of... Yeah. You know, look, you can have this. Uh, I'll pay you a hundred thousand right. dollars if you just send me a thousand, so I know right. that the bank account is you know legit. Right. Because I'm not just going to put my hundred thousand Nigerian well, thousand dollars. Future dollars is good. Money. I'll give you two thousand future dollars. Right. Right now. If you mm-hmm. right. Wow. So that's, that's a good idea. I think I, I think I would do the whole future dollar thing. You know, right. make it really compelling. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then actually yeah. give them the two thousand dollars. Right. That's what oh, we do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Uh, speaking of giving people money for good right. reasons. Right, The last post that we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. is uh, posted by a good friend, Chet Manley, from a site called The Blaze. And the title is, a Waitress Overhears a Firefighter and Does a Kind Deed. And this is a touching story, a heartwarming story, mm-hmm. about a... Waitress with a heart of gold. She is serving these two firefighters. She overhears them talking about, oh, we've been working, you know, fighting this fire for 12 hours straight and, you know, really tired and blah, blah, blah. So she, uh, she brings them over the biggest cup of coffee they have, eat, and then they go to pay the bill and she writes this nice letter on the bill that says, basically, you don't know, you don't know anything. I got this covered. Thank you for all you do. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. You're great role models. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks again. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop there, Brian. Right. So the waitress's uh, father was a quadriplegic and needed a... Uh, she's trying to raise money for a wheelchair-accessible van. On GoFundMe. A GoFundMe. A crowdsour- a crowdsourcing thing. Right. Which, usually the GoFundMe thing... We've, we've had the, that as a hot-button topic before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a case, though, Brian, where I yeah. think... It's good. It's used well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the firefighters raised uh, more than $68,000. They helped raise $68,000, and it was like a $17,000 goal. It's kind of like a a double viral thing because the firefighters got the, you know, they were really touched because this lady bought their lunch and had this nice letter about how they were heroes. And so they kind of did some research into into the waitress and, and tried to find out who this person was. And in the process, they found out that she happened to be like doing a crowdfunding thing for her father and so then that whole thing got lumped in with the thing and it's like one big story about uh two people really looking out for each other and the power of just being a a good human being these days um so and the power of the internet she she bought a a a breakfast for these firefighters and it turned into sixty eight thousand dollars to her dad for her dad that that probably needed the money a lot so i'm sure it was a, a a big change in their lives it was for the positive so yeah um so good story and and i really like that you know she she took the time to write it, it wasn't just a hey thanks guys you know it was a long thing on the bill that pictures was, that was just about things. how she really appreciated that they care for people so much that they put their lives on the line and they do so much for the community and mm-hmm. you know um so it was a it was a really nice heartfelt thank you to the firefighters and then they returned in kind with a, a a strong effort to help her and it turns into one good feel good story it does i mean i think about it this way so her dad's trying to raise seventeen thousand dollars for a van mm-hmm. she's a waitress right in a diner you know waitresses in a diners don't you know make lots of money right and for her to lay out money for both the meals you know i mean that's pretty that's pretty cool 
That is pretty nice. That's it's a, a small a gesture, lot. but maybe right. it's a big gesture for her. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So definitely. So yeah. Um, really cool story. It's good to see positive stuff like this out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you get so inundated with all the negative stuff and the celebrity news and all this stuff. It's good to see like real people making a difference in each other's lives, especially from New Jersey. Especially from New Jersey, the Garden State. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I, don't I mean, know. I've seen Jersey Shore a couple I don't times. Know. I've been to the airport in New Jersey. I have too, actually. Mm-hmm. It nice airport. airport. Yeah, it's, way, it's way better than LaGuardia. Oh, man. Yeah. It saves you a ton of time. <laughs> LaGuardia is terrible. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, now that we've offended <laughs> New LaGuardia York Airport, uh, Scientologist. Airport? Yeah. <laughs> and God. Let's give him a Kirby. Uh, it's time for the hot button topic. So we are. Oh, no. Damn it. It's time for the, the toast. Right. This week's toast, Glenn. Um, look, people around the world, and especially me, are excited <laughs> because we are on the precipice of something major. And that is college football season. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Next Thursday, college football starts. Yeah. And it is that time of year. Mm. And I'm excited about it. Me too. I am so. Wait, doesn't sound. I don't see that heartfelt excitement look, in your voice. Look, my fighting Jayhawks. They're gonna be fighting an uphill battle this year, like to win one game, Brian. So, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be quite quite a test for us true fans to true. stick it out. It's true. Well, this is a the labor time, of love. This is the time where you show that you're a true. Sow my seeds. That's right. Uh, you the, and the fifth year in a row. Five other people in the stadium can band together. That's right. We will keep um, warm. But anyway, it's it's college football time. I'm yes. excited about that because I'm a K State Wildcat fan. They're not. I mean, they're not projected to do well this year, are they, Brian? Well, they're gonna be. They're gonna be just fine. <laughs> Let, let's see where the chips fall at the end of the season. But um, I so I wanted to pick out a college football toast to do, mm. and I wanted to send a toast out to Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is it's great for college football to have this guy back in the game and he was at stanford and he did great at stanford the whole carol Pete carroll jim harbaugh yeah, rivalry that was really cool that was awesome but man he went to the 49ers and it's the weirdest thing the guy made the nfc championship for like three years in a row or something and then all of a sudden his fourth year he doesn't make the championship game and they're like well we don't want you anymore you know, the guy made the NFC. Yeah, I would the guy, take him. The guy made the NFC Championship three games, three years in a row. Year one through three. Uh, anyway, so 49ers say, "See you later," and he goes to the good old Michigan Wolverines. And the his Mich- alma mater, the Michigan Wolverines, have been down in the dumps. Yes, they have. since they let go of I can't remember the guy's name. Um, their legend, their their coach that had been there forever. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, they, this happens in college football a lot. You you, you have this coach, and uh, well, I'll, let me. I'll just do the uh, I'll, uh, the name. His name is actually his name is Lloyd Carr. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, anyway. yeah. Uh, so they have the legendary coach. They let him go because he he has some pro. You know, he, he he's not doing as well as he used to. So they want some new blood in there, and they go and they get some hotshot coach. And it turns out, well, that was a big, huge mistake, right? Because he promptly puts them in the tank because he wasn't a legendary coach, right? Exactly. Right. So anyway, 
So they've been kind of falling on hard times. They're a traditional power in football. I mean, one of the original mm-hmm. blue-blooded college football teams. And I am super stoked mm-hmm. to see to see them kind of get back. Because, I mean, K-State actually beat Michigan a couple years ago in their bowl game. And, I, you know. We attribute both of that to luck, though, right? Yes. Okay. No. No, we did not. Uh, no, but but you know, the, like uh, it was the Michigan, but it wasn't the Michigan of of yesteryear. Still, um, so so anyway, Glenn, what I'm trying to say is that you got Urban Meyer over at Ohio State, and now oh. you have Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, and Michigan Ohio State is one of the, if not the, it's like Auburn and Alabama, yep, and Michigan Ohio State. Those right. are the two like. Main rivalries that everybody in the country knows about. Which is funny because you think Michigan, Michigan State would be a big rivalry, but yeah. I guess they haven't been competitive in the same sports. But yeah. apparently, I've heard I've heard that like they won't even. I, I, who is this? Like a basketball coach? Like the basketball coaches won't even refer to the other school by name. I don't think either of them do. Yeah, I don't think either. Of I think them it's will, a thing. Like you just yeah, the other school or, or the Ohio school or whatever. Yeah, like th- that's yeah. It's a it's a pretty. It's like. It's like my friend who's a New Yorker, lifelong New Yorker, and he, he was showing us around the town, and he's like, and over there on the other side of the river, that's New Jersey, or so I'm told. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know about that. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm excited about this. Rivalries are good for college football. And uh, having Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh is a character, man. He's one of those guys that's just, like, nuts. He's, in, he's insane. He, <laughs> there is, I saw SB Nation has a blog that's that's it, it the entire blog is Jim Harbaugh's weird. That's the title of the blog and it's like all the posts about the weird stuff that Jim Harbaugh does. Well the the dude went to a Super Bowl against his brother and like barely made it through the press conference like yeah, because like, it's like, all right, I'm out of here. Right, and it, and his mom like had to like pull him in and like, no, you take some pictures right now, you <laughs> you are not gonna leave. Yeah, it's just like eighth grade. Um, he's just a crazy dude. Like he's he, crazy. He goes out and he he puts up the the the. He, I read that I read the, a big essay on him last year. Like he goes out and wears his khaki pants, or whatever, and goes and puts up the uh, football posts, the goalposts, mm-hmm. which are heavy. But he does it himself, you know, and he's. He just does. He's like a hands-on kind of coach, you yeah. know, in the trenches. Right? Did we say he was insane? Yes, right. we did. Um, yeah, the dude's nuts, man. He's weird. So this will blow your mind, Ryan. Hmm. Jim Harbaugh. I have it on good authority. The Jim Harbaugh almost made the worst decision of his entire professional career. Oh boy! Career. Here we go. No, 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 no. I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say. You just crack another beer in anticipation. Uh, a short. <clears throat> Five years ago, six years ago, there was a coach from Stanford named Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And there was a coach from Kansas that was recently let go. Mm-hmm. And I have it on good authority, good authority, from people, from good sources, that Jim Harbaugh... Now, it's it's public knowledge. He came to town, was in talks for the KU f- football coaching job. What? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He was on the fence and got skittered away because they pushed him too hard. And he was oh. like, no, 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 I can't do it. It wasn't the whole, like, terrible facilities, bad football team, uh, well, not no. a great opportunity. His team was going to a bowl game, and he's like, I'll tell you after the bowl game. I'm like, well, we need to know now. 
And he's like, eh, and he went away. And then he went and coached professionally and went to the Super Bowl. And then... So your, your theory is he wanted to leave Stanford to come to KU. No, my theory is that he dodged a major bullet. Ah. <laughs> and he would, not have gone to the, he would not have gone to the NFL, and then he would not have gone to Michigan. I don't think he goes from Kansas to Michigan... I don't think he goes from Stanford to Kansas. I, I, okay, here's the thing. His wife's from the Midwest. I think she's from Kansas City. The the, the road is... She, look, the you're road a Jayhawk is, for life. The road you're is littered. You're a Jayhawk for life. The road is littered nope. with... Nope. My wife has a tie he, to this place. He, no, he was in interviews. Who says he was, so? Who says so? Mm-hmm. Who, what, on, what authority do you have? I'm going to look this up right now this while is, you tell me... This is the most... This is the most ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Fantastical. It's not fantastical. You know what they call? You know what Michigan called the search for their head coach was when they like in secret terms at the at the University of Michigan they called it the search for the unicorn <sighs> because they were going after Jim Harbaugh. And I feel like that's really what they should have called. What KU should have called their. Let's search see. Here's for here's Jim Harbaugh at Allen Fieldhouse. Oh, that's right. <sighs> Visiting relatives. Allen Fieldhouse talking to the basketball team. When? Last year. When? Oh, last year in the 49ers. He has relatives. I'm going to find I don't, you. I don't doubt that he has relatives in Kansas City. I really don't doubt that. What I doubt is that he ever seriously considered coming to KU. Harbaugh admitted to seriously considering the Kansas job a few years prior. Okay, what, Boom! Side, what side is this? Uh, CBS Sports, ever heard of it? Where 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 does it say? Uh, we'll get, okay. That? Harbaugh might as well be on the road less taken. He is where Quirky takes lessons. Harbaugh admitted to seriously considered the Kansas job a few years ago. His wife and in-laws are from Kansas City. Boom, Brian. I don't believe it. Oh, yeah. I don't believe it. CBS Sports? What is that? Wikipedia? (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Why would he leave Stanford? Why? I don't know. That was the thing. Like, I was, like, on my knees every night. Please. And why would you... Please, at Land KU, Jim Harbaugh. Why would you play hardball with Harbaugh I have over no the idea. KU vacancy? I don't know. Why wouldn't you be like, yes, if you want to come here, we'll give you anything you want. We'll do you whatever want. you want. It doesn't want. matter. We'll take as long as you... It doesn't matter. Jim Harbaugh, if you're considering KU, yeah. He would have put so many seats in the stand. I mean, so many seats... Well, yeah, seats in the stand. I mean, he... Instant credibility. He would have turned it around. I he would have. I mean... Would've. You know, no matter what, national recognition. Yeah. No matter what, it was it was a an absolute no brainer. Instead, we took the guy who was in like a smaller conference and did okay for a year. I don't believe it, and I don't believe it for one second. <laughs> Look, Brian, one second. I believe that Jim Harbaugh now says he was considering it. He said seriously considered. Yeah, that's the quote. I believe it now. Yeah, I believe that part of it. I, I at the time it. I knew it was going on too, and I was so excited because I I have a source, man. I well, I had a source. He's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. He's in another Big Twelve school. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of sources <sighs> about when these things start happening. I'm telling you, I'll believe it when I see it. When Jim Harbaugh comes to coach at KU, I believe it. Oh, he's not going to come anymore. Of course not. That was the unicorn. We were we were searching for the unicorn, and we found the pack mule. Yeah, we found the burrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry to derail the the toast about Jim Harbaugh, but that's kind of what we do. 
we derail things. Yeah. Well, anyway, Glenn, I, I'm excited to have Jim Barbaugh back in college football. I'm glad it's not KU. Uh, you should. He should be wearing the crimson and blue. I think, and his khakis, those glorious khakis. I would. Yes. Yeah, the, the the dad pants khakis that he so adamantly says that he doesn't wear. Apparently, he does. Yeah, they're they're dad pants. Yeah, uh, doesn't matter. But I'm nope. excited about having him there. The Michigan Ohio State rivalry seems to be rekindled once again. We'll see how he does. I'm excited about it. I think he's going to do well. It'll take a while. He'll get him there. Hey, he's always welcome at Kansas. Arms wide open. And anyway, um, let's uh, move on to <clears throat> the. Uh, uh, Topic. Topic. Um, it's like a two-man round. So, Glenn, mm. we we were in Starbucks the other day. And what did you mm. tell me about a week ago while we were in Starbucks, standing in line in front of the food cabinet while we were about to order coffees? I said, as soon as Starbucks starts serving alcoholic coffee, they're going to take over the world. That's right. Well, you might as well be called Nostradamus because... <laughs> It turns out the Starbucks is working on, not only working on, they're about ready to roll out the Starbucks evenings program. Mm. And what the evenings program entails is that after 4 p.m., the baristas shed their normal attire and they move to a more hipper, uh, wine barish type attire. And they'll serve you selections from a wine and craft beer menu as well as an artisan appetizer. Menu. That's not really what I said, but I, I guess it's it's pretty. That's how I remember you saying it. Was like no, I mean that, that it's it's actualized. It's like a whole thing. restaurant. Yes, yeah, mini restaurant. Um. So anyway, Glenn, the the question is: is this is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is this <clears throat> is this like you know Starbucks trying to get into something that's terrible? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I will say this. Um. Whenever I go into Starbucks and they're making one of those sandwiches, yes, in the oven, the plastic, I sandwiches. gag a little bit. Yeah, they yeah. smell like they're cooking plastic. It's like this weird. I think they do. They are they? Do they are like? Do they put the the whole plastic thing in there? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. No, no. But the smell is weird, and so a whole evening of that smell, <laughs> plus t- you know, times it by fifteen, it just. The other thing that's funny about, and I don't know if it's just our Starbucks, but every time like we walk by the, okay, they have the baked goods in yep. the display counter, yep, and they look delicious. Oh, I mean, yeah. All of them look good, every single one. Someday I'm gonna snap. It's gonna be like the Twinkie defense, and I'm gonna snap, and I'm gonna go like order like give me all of your yeah. baked goods and cookies and all of it. I want all of it. it takes a lot of willpower to walk by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but then you get to like the sandwiches and the hot food stuff. Snaps you right out of it, and they. <laughs> It's like if McDonald's had a display case and they cooked a Big Mac and they set it there at 6 o'clock in the morning and you walk by there at 5 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It looks disgusting. And that's all of their hot food. They, they, they have like an example of it out sitting in there, but it looks gross. Why don't they show a picture? Picture would be much better. Do the McDonald's thing. Yeah, do yeah, do take a picture. Show the pi- yeah, show the picture, not From the Ronald stuff. There. Just the baked goods. That's all you need. Oh yeah. What happened was some study somewhere showed that having the food in the case was more sold more food. That's what happened. But anyway, not man, for me. It hasn't. This like I think like we were talking about this, and I was like, you know, I didn't, at the time I didn't realize they were doing this program at all. 
But I was like, I know they're going to get into this at some point. Yeah. Because this is what companies like this do. Yep. They they have a certain price that they make, and they're making their profits on coffee. And mm-hmm. then they're like, Ooh, let's get into baked goods. Shareholders. And so they get into baked yep. goods, and they're like, okay, their profits go up 20%. Like, oh, okay, well, we'll do breakfast. Yep. And so they get into breakfast. and then, uh, Another 10%. Stuff goes up 10%, but their shareholders are like, what's next? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's do alcoholic drinks, you know? And then it'll go up again, you know what I mean? But... At some point, they run out of new stuff to do, and then this is what happened. This is what's going on with McDonald's right now. Yeah, like they've been king of the hill for so long because they're able to continually do stuff. Well, now there's no more stuff to do. I mean, well, they're they're kind of leveling out. Exactly. You know. Yeah. At some point, Chipotle is going to be the same boat. Pizza Hut, same deal. Yeah, exactly. All these restaurants that have the, the, yeah the, these you know stalwarts right of fast food chains. Mm-hmm. I would throw Starbucks in fast food. Yeah, they're fast food now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, Starbucks seems to do things the right way. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I'll, I would go check this out. Yeah, I'd go, I would. I would be more likely to. Uh, this is. It's probably because it's my demographic. I would be more likely to go to Starbucks at seven o'clock in the evening now to work on something mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, I can get a craft beer there while I'm working on something. Right. Yeah, I will be there. One garden party uh, lager. Yeah, with carrots. Yeah, extra and carrots, a uh, cheese plate, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like a plastic wrap. Plastic uh... <laughs> can Yeah. Uh, they've got like little flat, flatbread pizzas and everything. I will go there and have a craft beer and a flatbread pizza and work on my stuff. There you go. Uh, it's one more option. And I think that they, the point of this is that they realize that they're in all these neighborhoods where there are people working. And they come to Starbucks to have a coffee and work on something. And they thought, well, some people are going to bars after a certain time. So why don't we just push it together uh the article i read about this was actually somebody that went and tried to to go order this evening menu and clearly he's ahead of his time because he's in william williamsburg in new york and he said he's like the only one in the restaurant that ordered something off the alcohol menu and everybody else was like coffee laptop no alcohol so he felt a little bit awkward because it was kind of weird he had like a tray of food and a wine glass But I mean, it is still Starbucks. He praised the wine selection and the wine he had, and he said the food sucked. <laughs> I see. That's, that's yeah. I can. I, that's about what I figured. If you're gonna go to Starbucks, he, he's complaining about the lukewarmness of the food. Oh, and it's well, like get the cheese plate. Yeah, don't get the you know mac and cheese. Like I, that doesn't seem like. It would be very good at Starbucks, you know what I mean? Like, use your common sense here. They use an easy bake oven, you know. It's yeah. not like there's. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, that's it, it has. You know, you you. It's like a microwave, basically. Yeah, they're microwaving stuff. Yeah. with an oven. So they've got on their menu they, on Starbucks website, they've got a sample menu, and they've got truffle mac and cheese, chicken sausage and mushroom flatbread. That sounds kind of gross. Artichoke and goat cheese flatbread, mm-hmm. cheese plate, yes. Salami plate, eh. Meatballs with tomato basil sauce, no way. Don't mm. be doing that. Mm. No way. Why not? At Starbucks, eh. Microwaved meatballs, dude. Yeah. Uh, bacon wrapped dates. I love bacon wrapped dates, but I don't know if I could do it at Starbucks. I have a feeling the bacon would be lacking. Yeah. Chicken skewers and truffle popcorn. I would go cheese plate. Maybe truffle, truffle popcorn. Truffle popcorn could be. And some craft beer or some wine would be good. What's the, I think I think they should open up uh, Starbucks movie theaters. 
I think Draft House has got that locked down. Man, they do, don't they? Yeah. But uh, anyway, I think Starbucks. I think this is. I think this is a big. I think this is a good idea. It's pretty simple for them to add it in. Yeah, I feel like they'll get a whole new crowd of people, and profits will go up. Probably. Thing the thing that I see what you're saying. I think the food will suck. Just because, yeah. Unless they change something, I haven't even tried any of their stuff. That the cheese plate. That's them. great. Yeah, yeah just cheese pull plate, it out of the yeah, fridge. I'm something cool. that you don't have to make. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, but but I will say, like it. For example, our Starbucks that we have, mm-hmm. um, the one that we go to. All the time. All the time. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, there's not enough seating to really... No. It would be weird. Yeah. Like, what would you... Like, take you, your wine and, like, stand there? Or well, and you, you have to share... You know, it's not yeah. like everybody has their own table. Right. It's like a, you know... Right. F- family stuff? I don't know. You just come and sit down at a big table and... Yeah. It is kind of a weird Starbucks sign in that mm-hmm. respect. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I mean, from a business perspective, yeah. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to. You know, who needs to open a night, uh, a bar basically? Chipotle. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Well, they only serve beer. They do. Yeah. But I'm saying, if they had like a full service bar. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's a reach. I, I, I just love Chipotle. It's only a matter of time, man. It's it really only, is. They they only do one thing right now, and sooner or later they're going to get into doing more than one thing because they're going to have to. The shareholders will demand it. They're gonna have to get into more things. Chipotle's held them off. They they're gonna have to start making hamburgers. <laughs> I would eat those. Oh man, I would eat those. I would too. Oh man, wrap it in that tortilla. <laughs> um, anyway, Glenn. Yeah, I'll, if this comes, apparently this is not coming to Lawrence, Kansas, in the foreseeable future. But if it does, I will go to Starbucks not once, not twice, but probably three times a day. <laughs> they get more of your money. That's right, man, and and a, a lot more because will I be able to use my Starbucks card to order the wine? Oh yeah, you will. So yeah, I still haven't. I, I want to try out uh, the new McDonald's concierge. Oh, you know the the go to the kiosk and type in. Yeah, I've heard good things. The thing you want, I I, I would really actually like to try that. Glenn and I are, are McDonald's stalwarts. We believe in that company. That's right. And don't go changing on me, McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. You got the formula. Don't worry about the shareholders. Worry about me and Glenn. I know it's illegal. I know you put something in it. Yeah, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Jalapeno cheeseburger? Oh, uh, Have you had it yet? No, I haven't. I'm going to try it. Just go in there okay. and do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> everybody knows our, our love for McDonald's is well documented. Do it. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, we should move on to the final segment of our show. Yeah. And that is uh, the question from the gentleman mailbag. And this week, Glenn, I was curious. It's college football season. Mm. We've established that. We know that Jim Harbaugh did not consider KU, but we want to know who is going to win the NCAA National Championship in football this year. This is... what I'm going to do is I'm going to record both of our responses here. And then at the time when we do the next podcast, when it's when the this, the championship game has been decided, we show we will revisit this. We will bring this back up and we will show we'll we'll play a clip from what we just talked about. All right. So you want to go first? Yeah. All right. I did a lot of thinking about this. Okay. 
I can tell you were doing research. You had slide rules out. You were checking like checking. Yeah, plays, I have all some graphs. Yeah, I went exactly. and looked at some historical data. Mm-hmm. Look, I like this Jameis Winston kid. All right, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a great year. Okay, I think Florida State's going to do it again. <laughs> okay, well, you know, uh, Jameis Winston is in the NFL now, so oh, um, oh, maybe not. Oh, He'll probably do it again, as in. Oh, well, yeah. then, uh, okay, I knew that. Right. Uh, oh, hmm. Well, I'm looking at ESPN's top 25. Right. That's a good place to start. Hmm. Probably some, I mean, the odds are somebody in the top 25 right now is going to win. The, the last example <laughs> of somebody that's not, I could remember, is Auburn, who was right. not in the top 25 to begin the school was year. Was that in 2013? But, 2013, I think. When, no. But uh, most of the time, if they're in the top 25, that's a good bet. They're going to take, somebody from there is going to take it all away. I, uh, for no for no reason other than uh, their Big 12 school, I like TCU. Hmm. They're okay. number two right now. Right. But I saw that product on the field. They completely dismantled <laughs> and stomped on my Jayhawks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not once. Uh, once? That would have been twice, I think. Okay. W- at least once. Right. It was enough for me to... The games blurred together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, everybody kind of did that. Mm. Um, but I kind of remember them doing it more. Mm. And mm-hmm. also, they did really well last year. So Right. And is Boykin back? Boykin is back. Yeah. Senior season. Um, the Jayhawks actually, I believe it was like 2013, they gave TCU a run for their money. Yeah. Big time. TCU's been having a hard time in the Big 12. But last year, they changed their offense. They got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got new offensive coordinator. Uh, he's got to move in the right direction. And uh, I, my pick was actually going to be TCU as well. Mm. Um, but... Because TCU, of the Big 12 ties? No. T- okay, so first of all, Urban Meyer, Ohio State, it's pretty rare for people to get back-to-back championships, and right. I don't feel like he's going to be able to do it back-to-back. I feel like... Especially with uh, Jimmy just down the road. Well, Jimmy exa- well, that might be a problem, but I, I feel like <laughs> Ohio State really snuck up on people last year, and when you're... I mean... Third-string quarterback? Yeah, and when you're... Yeah. You know, they barely made it into the playoff, and then they won the championship... They were really underestimated. People mm-hmm. wondered whether they should have been in the playoff or not, and they won it all. And I credit to them. I mean, Urban Meyer's a hell of a coach, but I just feel like people are going to be expecting this year that Ohio State's going to be one of the best. They're the number one team in the country. It's going to be a different kind of concept for them going into the season as they were last year. So the bullseye is going to be on them. Somebody's going to knock them off. They're going to get left out of the you know the, the championship rounds um tcu has 10 of their 11 starters coming back on offense gary patterson is a k-state guy and wait a minute uh he i resend my vote gary patterson is a defensive genius and he always has i mean they lose a lot on defense but he's got the defense locked down it's always been a problem of the offense well this year their entire offense is coming back from an already awesome season including trevon boykin who just lit it up last year. I mean, no one could stop the guy. So uh, I, I think that's good. The only problem with TCU, and this is the only question mark, is that they don't play the last week of the season. And as we know, oh, the Big 12 does yeah. not have a championship game. One true champion. So there's two weeks where TCU is not going to be in the headlines before yep. people vote on the playoff thing. 
I think TCU is going to do enough in the regular season to get into that playoff. And I think once they do, I think they're going to light it up. Hmm. I really do. Hmm. And I so I, I, I think they're going to – I would say the only thing that could possibly happen is they get to that last part of the last two weeks and maybe they lose one game and there's a couple of different people. Because there's always going to be a Power 5 conference that's going to be left out. You know what I mean? Yep. And so at least one. So – I hope I, I hope the Big Twelve makes it there this year. Uh, last year they got left out. I feel like Baylor or TCU probably should have been in there. Yep. Uh, but then you start looking at you know could you really exclude Ohio State who ended up being the national champion because that was the argument before they won the national championship. I don't know. Anyway, point is, I think TCU does enough to get to sneak in there, and then when they do, they take it all the way to the house. Uh, I think they're fired up. I think Patterson's a great coach. He's been able to prove it at every level. Um, he's going to get it done. And uh, they're, they're, they're a Big 12 team. I'm excited about that. But more, I'm just excited about the fact that, you know, they're an exciting team to watch. If you go watch them play, Boykin slings it all over the field. Their yeah. offense is fun to watch. It's amazing what a different offensive coordinator can do to a team. I mean, they, they always consistently had problems on offense. And all of a sudden, new offensive coordinator... Same quarterback, but he's just lighting it up. I yeah. mean, it's just a completely different thing, man. It's like unstoppable. So I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, TCU. I'm 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 okay with them. I think they're you know they're Big Twelve. You know, obviously K State plays them and everything like that. I want K State to beat them. Outside of that, I'm fine if they they make it in the front. K State's not going to make it up. So I, I I hope the best Big Twelve team does. You think they'll beat Baylor? I don't know. TCU. Yes. Um, that's going to be a tough... I think TCU will be Baylor this year. Uh, I don't know as much about Baylor as I do about TCU. Well, they lost their starting quarterback. I, yeah. So... I, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I have a natural bias against the Baylor Bears. Brian. Because... Brian. I, I don't know. But Bryles... Bryles riles me up. It gets me all riled up. I don't know about Bryles. He's a good... He's a hell of a coach. He's a really good coach, but I... Done it at every level, Brian. Yeah, I just... I don't know. He's not a K-State guy, so... Oh, okay. I got you. you know what I mean? Gary Patterson's from K-State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I can give him a pass. He's at TCU now. Still purple. Okay. Someday he'll come home. But Browns is like green, and he's at Texas, green. and, you know, eh, I can't do it. Mm. Okay. So... I'm glad we got that figured out. Now, do you want to talk about KU football some more? Or? There you have it. Oh, okay. We both agree on TCU as mm-hmm. being... The national champions. I think, yeah, okay. You heard it here first. We should go to Vegas. This, and, this uh, is, yeah, this is the first time we've ever down. agreed. That's right. On uh, on something like that. Mm-hmm. Whenever mm-hmm. we have a, you know, mm-hmm. multi. Yeah. Answer. I guess that means it's probably not going to happen then. Yeah. That's why we should take that. Finishing last in the Big 12. Right. TCU. TCU. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so. they are get it done. Yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to lose to Kansas when you're that good. Mm, yeah. Let's put it that way. It's hard to lose to... Uh, Baylor and TCU will be interesting. Number four and number two in the Big 12. So we'll, we'll see. See what happens. Okay, Glenn. Well, that was episode 70. 7-0. I'm feeling my age. Big 7-0, yeah. I think we both are. Whew. I think we both are. Um, I got a jalapeno double calling my name. <laughs> oh, man. You shouldn't have mentioned it, Brian. Well, I've got to go try it now. Oh. 
It's not on the menu. It's like a secret menu item. Oh, now. it is? Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it was taken off the menu. Oh, yeah. How do you order it? You say, hey, I want to... I want to... I want to jalapeno double. Okay. And they're like, uh, okay. Oh. So, I don't know if... I don't know yeah. how that works. I think it's all pre-made, so... Hmm. I know it's all pre-made. Pre-made with deliciousness. I don't care if it's pre-made, post-made, uh, anti-made. I don't. It doesn't yeah. matter. Unmade, unmade, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's some. It tastes amazing. Doesn't it's matter. Incredible. Man. Okay. Well, speaking of incredible, we should finish up the show for this evening. Uh, it has nothing to do with being incredible. It has more to do with being long-winded. Yeah. Um, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 70. We'll see you for episode 71. Drive safe. <laughs>